across to our U.S. correspondent now, Charles Croucher, for the latest out of the states with President Trump, the impeachment proceedings and also the withdrawal of the troops from Syria. Charles, good afternoon. Gents, good afternoon. So, Charles, why are the Kurds the problem for the U.S.? Well, the problem is that the Kurds have long been an ally of the United States, particularly in that fight against uh, Islamic terrorism, most recently uh, ISIS, of course, in that area. And this is someone that the, the US and their allies, Australia and New Zealand, have called on time and time again to do the actual fighting for them. They'll arm them, they'll train them, and then send the Kurds off to do the fighting. They've been... Uh, very effective as well for, for decades now. Isn't the issue, though, that uh, that Turkey, through NATO, is also an ally of the US, and maybe you could say one that uh, has, has has a greater structure to that uh, alliance? Well, I mean, the, the fact that, that Turkey is actually a country and part of NATO, as you mentioned. Now, NATO, whether that's still something that Donald Trump looks at as, as, as a relative uh, alliance, given this was sort of formed together to try and fight off Russia... Uh, when the Soviet Union was rising. That's the difference. And so what you have, and you, you've, you've called it exactly right, there are these two allies of the United States that are actually enemies of each other. And for, for years now, the US troops have been in northern Syria, Kurdish-controlled region, simply there almost as a stopgap uh, and to prevent Turkey from invading. They want to put a buffer zone in that would allow them to then uh, sort of palm off some refugees, palm off a lot of the ISIS fighters. And that's where this big trouble has come in the last few days. Donald Trump has pulled the US troops out of northern Syria. That was a peacekeeping mission there, effectively. And what he has done, be it tacitly or even uh, directly, is given the green light for Turkey to do this invasion that they spelled out. And, you know, this was well known. This is what Turkey was going to do. This was, you know, directly said. Uh, between between the, 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 the leader of Turkey and uh, and Donald Trump, and that's what's happened. And now this is something that you've got to ask how, how deep this alliance is with Kurdish fighters and how, how far you go, because if it is a deep alliance, then you've effectively abandoned an ally, and what you're seeing is, is a slaughter there. Yeah, and people dying. I mean, some of the criticism, which I agree with, is that the Ukraine scandal is the impeachable offence, but what's happened with the withdrawal, withdrawal is, is the one which is more morally bankrupt. Well, this is the one that's also really caused drama on Donald Trump's whole own side of parliament. You see people like Lindsey Graham, Marco Rubio, these are kind of prominent uh, Republicans, big backers of the president in the Republican Party speak out against him. Even uh, uh, the Senate leader, Mitch McConnell, who's probably the second most powerful person in the Republican Party behind Donald Trump. There's a fair gap between one and two, but he would be number two. You've seen them speak out against the president. So a bit of a rift there on the issue of foreign policy. And as you mentioned, Ukraine, any rift now has to be looked at in the prison. But, well, you know, who knows what happens in a couple of months when there's an impeachment that goes through the House and all of a sudden senators are asked to vote. And how deep are their loyalties if we're seeing some of the rifts now? And how much do they look to someone like Mike Pence and say, well, here's a guy that was in the Congress before, a guy we all know, a guy that's part of the party establishment. And you just wonder how far they push this alliance with Donald Trump, albeit that you know he is now the party and he's supporters of the party's base. So it's a really interesting and difficult to sort of understand why this has happened now. And the president's tweeting about, you know, the need to end the endless wars. But this is clearly causing concern on foreign policy, a long way from the heartland, a long but Charles, way from his Charles, base. But Charles, I, I, hate, I hate to jump in. Donald Trump came in. He was anti. He was anti the the Iraq War. He was anti um, in, increased U.S. involvement in the Middle East. He's simply doing what he said he'd do. And I would argue that most of the American public are behind him.
well, we'll see. That, that, that's that's the, the beauty of this in these four-year terms is we get to see. The problem is these elected representatives have also vowed to, to stay with their allies. And, you know, it's one of those difficult questions and it's a difficult problem that, that the presidents face. And this is one where he's weighing his foreign policy chops up against what happens at home. And, I, you know, you're probably, probably right that most will back him and probably right that they see this as other people's war and it's other people fighting other people's war but there is longer term implications for alliances when the US can say we'll stick with us and we'll stick with you and people can point to to what happened here and uh, inversely rising nations, Russia, China can point to other countries, even those countries in the Pacific and say well you saw what the US, the Kurdish what do you think happens to you next? Uh, let's bring things back to the impeachment. So so there seems to be Trump sort of one day distancing himself from Giuliani and then mm. the next day maybe not distancing himself. What's going on? Well, that's, that's a question that changes hour to hour. This, this impeachment defence, the, the, the administration still hasn't got a, a, a real direct answer as to why the president keeps asking foreign powers to look into Joe Biden. They haven't quite settled on an answer. And, and you see that this, there's all these different theories playing out, these different attempts and almost like floating balloons to see how they go over. Like Rick Perry, the energy secretary, he was at fault a couple of days ago and now his name's gone. And all of a sudden, Rudy Giuliani's popped up. Now, he had two associates, two people he represents, two people he has tweeted about that's had photos with the president, the vice president. Both got arrested after meeting with Rudy Giuliani. They were on one-way tickets to Vienna. That's obviously <laughs> a liability to the administration. Obviously, there is people monitoring those those two guys that got arrested, and you wonder just how long they're monitoring for. So this all of a sudden appears like it's the latest spot fire uh, for the president to put out. Now, he, he yesterday was unable to answer if Rudy Giuliani was still his lawyer. As you mentioned, now he's sort of walking it back and saying that, sure, Rudy's rough around the edges, but he's a loyal person and someone I trust. Speaking of who's next to go under the bus, is Trump actually going under the bus himself? Because he seems to be getting more and more ratty in public. He's cranky out. There's no doubt about it. He knows that, that impeachment's going to be a stain on, on his legacy if it goes through. And I just the way it's going now, you'd say, and we said this a couple of weeks ago, that the Democrats won the, the first week. They've probably won subsequent weeks still. And that's why the, the White House still hasn't got that, that answer as to why the president keeps asking foreign powers to investigate Joe Biden. And and this is going to be something that he needs to be able to answer. And he, he is clearly cranky about it. Um, from the reports that are watching, you know, doing lots of lots of background work with his own senators, shoring up his support. You know, it's a fight he is likely going to win in that he'll keep his office, but he's going to be damaged.